Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Stevens Creek. How you feeling? Oh, man, it's good to see y'all this morning. Excited to be in church. Can we give it up for our South Augusta campus? Man, so glad to be in church. We are one church in two for now, about to be three locations. God is up to something great here. Are y'all excited to be a part of Stevens Creek Church right now? Just all the good things that God is up to. Um, I want to take a quick moment just to say from the bottom of our heart, if we don't get the chance to say it specifically to you, just how much our family appreciates each and every one of you for the last three years and change of just welcoming us, embracing us, and it, it has been the honor of our life to serve here at Stevens Creek Church, and we're so grateful. And I, I just want to say openly what I've said privately, just how much I appreciate you, Pastor Marty and Patty, and just uh, the opportunity that you've given us. And it is Pastor's Appreciation Month, so can we celebrate our pastors? We have gifts from God. It's so great. So we're going to get right into it this morning. Um, I'm going to pray and we'll get started. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to stand before your people. I pray that you would anoint your preacher, that you would give us all ears to hear and hearts to receive what you would say in Jesus name. Amen. So we have been in a series called A Time to Dream, and we've really been focusing on the open doors that God has for us and the dreams that he desires for us to dream. Revelation 3 and 8 has been our theme verse, and it says, see, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And the big idea for this series is that God's dream for your life is bigger than your dream for your life. That the dream that he desires for you, uh, you know, I, I like to say it like this. There's no way for God to blow your mind if he meets your expectation. He is the God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all, you can ask or think according to his power that is at work in your life. And his dream for your life is bigger than your own. And today I want to focus on a character, um, Noah. And if I could use a subject title for today's sermon, it is Keep dreaming, stop drinking. So go with me to Genesis chapter 9. <laughs> yeah, I used all my coupons on that title this morning. Uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 20, and it says, after the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day, he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Cana, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulder, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Cana, the son of Ham. 
May Cana be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed. And may Cana be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. And may Japheth share the prosperity of Shem. And may Cana be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. You know, I was reflecting this week on a story, uh, not necessarily a story, something that showed up in our life. Our, we have two boys, 11-month-year-old, uh, almost a year. Man, time goes by fast. Almost a year-old Maverick and a four-year-old named Moje. And when Maverick arrived, we started doing this thing called Moje Day. Moje Day is an opportunity to celebrate our son. See, he had a little difficulty adjusting to the love that was only for him being shared with another. So on Moje Day, it is a day designed to celebrate him. And on the first one, y'all, I planned it well. I took him to the arcade, and we got tickets and got all of these things. He had his favorite meal and all these things, and I was so elated. I gave myself a good daddy pat on the back and said, you did this thing. And when we got in the car, um, he said to me, is that it? Y'all, I had to nurse my deflated ego, and I held back my Gerald Butler interpretation. Are you not entertained? But I realized that for him, Moje Day did not meet expectations. You see, for him, what he thought was going to give him everything he desired really left him wanting more. And see, my brothers and sisters, many of us find ourselves in the same predicament. We thought that marrying this person was going to be the end-all, be-all, but we're asking the question, is this it? We, we thought that this career was going to give us everything we desired, but we are here in the middle of this career asking the question, is this it? You've raised your children and you're looking at them wondering, I know you can't admit it here in the room, I'll say it for you, wondering, is this it? You've graduated college. You have done the things that you desired. You have fulfilled the dreams in your heart, but you are still wondering, now what? Is this all that there is? This is where we find our good brother Noah in the text. He is wondering, is this it? He is wondering, now what? See, Noah was someone who was blessed by God to have a dream. Noah had a dream and instructions from God to build an ark. And Noah had so much faith, he believed God to do something that had never been done before. He started building an ark when there had never been rain before. He started building an ark while people were criticizing him. He started building while others were talking. Talking about him. He started building when it didn't make any sense. He had faith enough to believe in the dream God gave him. And then uh, a few decades later, this dream comes to pass. It's wonderful. He is able to be in the ark. He saves so many of the animals and his family, and he gets off the boat, and he is wondering, is this? Is this all that there is? 
Now what? Now what do I do? And the answer to Noah and the answer to us today who are asking this same very question is God wants you to keep dreaming. I know you may have been stunted. I know you may have been deflated. I know your experience may not max your expectation, but the word of the Lord for you today is he wants you to keep dreaming. Don't uh, get stuck here in the midst of this thing that there is still more in store for you that greater is ahead of you in fact he says your ladder shall be greater meaning that the God who started a work in you is going to complete that work in you and as long as you have breath God has purpose and he wants you to keep dreaming see he has a dream for your life he has the desire for you to keep dreaming and there's five things that I want to show you in this text that is going to help you to keep dreaming the first is to remember that God has more than one dream for your life. You see, uh, look at what happens to Noah. It says, after the flood, he began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. My brothers and sisters, your last accomplishment is not the last thing that God wants to do in your life. Your last success is not the only thing that God wants to do in your life. God wants to take you from glory to glory to glory. God is constantly desiring to do a new thing in your life. And the only way you can keep dreaming about what will be is if you forget about what was. Here's what he says in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing Doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God wants to do new things in your life. It's not just one dream. And we can't get stuck on the success of yesterday and miss the opportunity of today and the chance and the dream that God has for tomorrow. And I want you to notice that whenever God is about to do something new in your life, he begins to make subtle shifts in your experience. Notice what happens for Noah. You see, before the flood and the ark, Noah was nomadic. That word means that he would travel around to where the herds were. Noah was also a herdsman. But when he gets off the boat... He moves from being nomadic to being planted. He moves from being a herdsman to being a farmer and planting things. In other words, he wasn't moving around anymore. God was causing him to plant roots and to go deep and to do something different. Here's how it looks in your life. Instead of being the one who is asking questions, people are coming to you for answers. Instead of being the one looking for help, people are coming to you looking to get help. See, God will make subtle shifts in your life to prepare you for the next dream and the new opportunity that he has for you. And we've got to be open to the fact that even in the midst of what looks like chaos, God can bring order to it. In that same verse in uh, Isaiah 43, verse 19, he uses this description of a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All God is trying to say here is what God does next may look impossible for others, but it's possible with God. 
and, it, and some of you are looking at situations that you're saying to me right now, preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how my back is against the wall. You don't know that I'm on the brink of giving in. But if you would be willing to look up and not focus on your problem, not focus on your circumstance, and recognize that the same God who started something in you is able to sustain you through the midst of what you're going through and the storms in your life, the difficulty in your life will not be the end, that there is a new dream, there is a new day, and he's going to start something new in your life if you're open to receive it. This is the good news for Noah. But as Noah begins to start something new, the enemy comes in to try to disrupt it. And the second thing you've got to be careful of, if you are going to keep dreaming, is you've got to be careful to avoid distractions. Here's what the scripture says, is that one day he drank some wine he made, he became drunk and lay naked in his tent. Noah got distracted in the midst of an opportunity to dream. Noah's attention got diverted while he should have been focused on dreaming. Uh, my daddy told me a story about uh, this council of bishops that got together. They were deciding a very difficult matter, and they all got together. And the leader of this council was one of the most holy and pious men, and he was frustrated and uh, really challenged with the decision that he had to make. And they were in this room, and while they were in this room, someone brought in this unidentified bowl of punch. And the bishop, this pious man, went and got a cup of this punch, and he began to drink some of the punch and he drank another cup and while he stumbled up to get his eighth cup one of the other leaders there said bishop do you know what's in that cup and he slurred in response no and I don't want any of y'all to tell me here's what happened he saw the difficulty of the decision and chose to be distracted you see, for some of you, your distraction isn't alcohol, but your distraction has come to numb your senses, has come to divert your attention. It has come to distract you from opportunities. It has come to delay your forward mu movement and ultimately destroy your purpose and promise. The distraction has come to stop you from being who God has called you to be. Maybe it's not alcohol for you, but the distraction on the computer may be something for you. Maybe it's one click for you. Maybe it's one text for you. Maybe it's a good thing that you're taking too much of, but these distractions have come to stop you from dreaming the dreams that God wants you to dream. Here's the challenge. If we are not careful, the distractions will consume us. And the challenge here is at first it doesn't seem too bad. It, it was one drink and his heart got merry. It was one click and it wasn't a big deal. But the purpose of these distractions is to strip you from all your protections and have you laying naked, exposed, and vulnerable to attacks of the enemy.
Here's what 1 Peter 5 and 8 says. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You see, he wants to get you now because if I can stunt your growth now, if I can cause you to be distracted now, you will never become who God has created you to be. If I can stunt your growth now, if I can distract you and derail you now, you will never do what God has called you to do. But today I come in the name of the Lord Jesus to say you will do what God has called you to do. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And what God has started in you will be accomplished. He's going to complete the work. And here's what scripture says, that in every place of temptation, God has made a way of escape. He has created another avenue for us to get out of the challenges and the difficulties that we are facing. And if we are open to his movement, we can avoid the distractions that come to stop us from being who God has called us to be. And the challenge for us is to identify those distractions. Right now, even while we are having this conversation, the Lord is bringing to your attention the places that are distracting you from what you are supposed to do. You see... For Noah, he had planted a vineyard, but the byproduct of that vineyard distracted him from dreaming. Could it be that in an effort to build your career, it's distracted you from your family? Could it be in an effort to be the best spouse you could be or the best parent you could be, you've neglected your responsibilities as a spouse? Could it be that you're distracted by a show that has consumed your time and caused you to stop dreaming on what God wants to do next. If we identify the distractions, we can have an opportunity to move forward and not allow the distractions to derail us from the purposes of God on our life. Here's the third thing that's important for us to do. If we are going to keep dreaming, not only do we have to stay away from, uh, remember that God is, has more than one dream for us and stay away from distractions, we've got to stay in community. I want you to notice in the passage that the only people who make mistakes are the people in isolation. The only people who fall short, who miss the mark, who, who make a mistake, who sin in the passage are people who are in isolation. I was talking to Pastor Ryan and, you know, Pastor Ryan, he's, you know, well, a lot of guys are into like football and stuff. You know, he'll watch MMA and wrestling. He could name wrestlers and uh, he watches a lot of stuff. And he was telling me about when he was watching the Animal Planet. And he was watching the lions go after the zebras. And what the show was telling him is that the lion's vision blurs when the zebras are together. And what their objective is, is to get one of the zebras to leave community so that they can identify it and attack it. 
You see, my brothers and sisters, what God, uh, the enemy wants to do is to cause you to be in isolation so you would make mistakes that are detrimental to your purpose. Notice it is Noah getting drunk by himself. It is Ham going and disrespecting his father and dishonoring his father by himself. But yet when Shem and Japheth, who are in community together, they make a wise decision. Here's what Proverbs 11 and 14 says. It says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. This is the reason at Stevens Creek, we are intentional about saying that you need to be in community. It's not just a saying that we say. It's not just so we can pad stats or numbers. It is essential to you becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. This is why we implore you to be in community because community helps connect you to other people who are going in the same direction as you. To connect you and to develop you into the person that God wants you to be. Scripture says that iron sharpens iron. You see, community helps you filter those crazy thoughts you have. Community helps you grow and have accountability for the places that you have weaknesses. Community helps you become who God has destined for you to be. And in this text... We see Noah outside of community. We see Ham outside of community. But Shem and Japheth, in the context of community, do the right thing. And I want to challenge you today. If you are not in a place of community, today is the day to get plugged in. You can go to our info center. You can go to our website and click on small groups. But however you do it, today is the day for you to get in community. God wants you to dream bigger dreams. And uh, here's what I noticed. Small dreams happen in isolation. Big dreams happen in community. If you want to go fast, yes, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, we've got to go together. And I'm so glad that God has a place like Stevens Creek Church where you, we are here on Stevens Creek Road. There are there on Peach Orchard Road. There is a group that's in Grovetown. There are people all over the world. But we gather together as one band, one sound to lift up the name of Jesus and that impact has gone further than any of us ever imagined. From a borrowed living room to the entire world, God has done great things. And it happens in the context of community. And this is why we need to keep dreaming. Here's the fourth thing is you've got to realize you can get back uh, I, I, this is my favorite part of the text because Noah doesn't stay stuck in his stupor. Noah doesn't stay stuck in his mistake. Noah doesn't stay stuck in the difficulty that he was facing. This is what verse 24 says. It says, when Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Here's two things that he did. He got up from where he was and he learned the issues and the mistakes that happened. And all I'm trying to tell you is that wherever you you are, you can get back up. That your failure is not final. The issues that you have had in your life do not have to be the end of your story. That God can still do a new work in you. Yet you can get back up from where you have fallen from. Here's the thing about failure. Failure never is final unless you decide not to get back up. 
It doesn't have to be the end of your story. Noah woke up from his stupor. I was reading a story this week about this guy named Josh Hamilton. In 1999, he was drafted by um, the Tampa Bay Rays now. They were the Devil Rays. I'm glad they changed their name. Um, uh, Tampa Rays, they drafted him, and he was a blue-chip prospect. He was considered to be the best that they had seen in a very long time. But in 2001, he had a car accident. He got injured. And he got addicted to pain pills. And he got stuck on alcohol. And it derailed his career. So much so that he was out of baseball for over three and a half years. And it looked like his potential was over. It looked like he would be drowning in his sorrows and they would never turn around again. But someone told him about Jesus, and he got connected to the right source, and his life turned around, and this same one who had wasted potential ended up being the most valuable player in the uh, Major League Baseball. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if you would be willing to give God your issues, if you would be willing to get back up, God can make beauty out of ashes, that he can turn what the enemy intended for evil around for your good and for his glory. Here's what Ephesians 5 and 14 says. He says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Y'all, as long as you have life, there is a second chance. There's an opportunity to dream again. One of my favorite stories in Scripture is, the story of the prodigal son is in Luke 15, and it says it's in the pit with the pigs. He came to his senses and returned to his father. And when he got back to his father, the father put on his ring and put on his robe and restored him back to life. And some of you in this room need to be restored. Hallelujah. You've been broken you wear the scars of your shame, and behind that smile, you're wounded. I'm telling you today, the Father wants to re redeem you. He wants to restore you, and he wants you to see that there is hope on the other side of this, that the same one who knows your history is writing the rest of your story, and he's not done with you yet. He's got more. What he's telling you today is to get back up. Get back in the game. Get back up. Don't quit. Don't get weary. Get back up. This is what Noah does. He gets back up. And the next thing that he does, and, and here, here's the only way to keep dreaming, is that you've got to dream dreams beyond you. Notice what he does here. It's in verse 26. It says, Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Cana be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth, and may Japheth share in the prosperity of Shem. Here's what he did he dreamed a dream that was beyond himself. You know, in our society today, we are so individualistic focused. 
We're focused on me and just me and what it will do for me and how it benefits me. But can I tell you, God is challenging his church to dream dreams beyond themselves. There's a Greek proverb that says this, a society becomes great when old people plant trees in whose shade they will never sit in. Now, before y'all get upset with me, I'm not calling you old. The Greek proverb did. But here's the truth. God wants us to dream dreams that last beyond our lifespan. That God is calling us to dream dreams that echoes through the halls of history that we may not get the opportunity to see with our own eyes. That only eternity will tell the impact we have had. God wants us to dream legacy dreams. There was a man named David Clamp who uh, he grew up on a farm. He was a poor guy, but God planted a dream in his heart when he was young to build a school for ministers to be trained and developed. This dream planted in his heart, he had no idea how he would be able to accomplish it. David grew up and went and served our country in World War II, and while he was over there fighting the enemy, the dream was still on the inside of him. He came back and he worked a regular job, didn't make much money, but God gave him a gift with numbers and investment. And that dream stayed with him and he lived frugally his entire life, putting away money to start that dream. In 2007, he passed away, but in his will, he wrote a provision there was a school there named Anderson University, and he had connected with them. And in the provision, he said, I want you guys to start a school of divinity, a school to train pastors and leaders. And he left them $7.5 million. And because of his investment, I get to receive the benefit of that school. I am being trained and learned. I graduate next summer and I'm learning because he had a dream and he never saw me, he never met me, but his dream is having an impact on generations to come. Your dream, what God wants to do in your life is bigger than you can imagine. Like David Clamp, You have a dream. There's something God has placed in your life. Practically speaking, here at Stevens Creek, you guys have invested in me. I'm here because of your generosity. And the church I get to go to benefits because of your willingness to see a dream happen. And I wonder what kind of dream has God placed in your heart that will live beyond you? I was talking to JT, uh, Pastor JT, and I was telling him one of the hardest parts about this transition has been I dream a dream for this church. And I want to be a part of it. 
and I don't get the opportunity to see it, but I am a part of the story. And the dream that God placed in my heart and the dream that we get to see is that I dream of a church that is full of people whose lives have been transformed by Jesus Christ. I dream of people who say, I hear the call to go to Grovetown, and they fill that place up. I dream of people here who say, I've got to get off the sidelines and get involved because people have gone to Grovetown, and I have to step up and be a part of what God is doing here. I dream of people who say, I've got to tell my friends because there are lost people who now we have made room for them here. We've made room for them in Grovetown. There's room for them at South Augusta. There's room for them for future campuses that have not yet been seen. And I dream of a church that impacts this city, that changes it for the glory of God. What's your dream? What's going to happen here? What does God burden you with to make a difference in the lives of those you may never see? And this is God's call to us to keep dreaming. Stevens Creek, we haven't seen our best days yet. They are still in front of us. There is still more that God wants to do. I was talking to a lady, Erica, in the hallway while I was coming in. And she was telling me about how in the summer we prayed a prayer corporately for healing. And she was healed of a neurological disease situation right here in service. Nobody laid hands on her. We just prayed and God moved. Can I tell you that God is still doing signs and wonders in today and there is still more to come. But he wants you to be a part of it. Some of you can finance the vision and help us accelerate faster. Some of you with one swipe can move the ministry forward. But it's going to take all of us dreaming together, dreaming legacy dreams to accomplish what God wants to do in the CSRA and beyond. You see, what God said in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, he says, I make ways in the wilderness. I make rivers in the desert. So in the midst of fear inundating our community, God is bringing a church to speak hope and life. That in the midst of chaos, God is bringing clarity through his word and his church and his people. That in the midst of destruction, God is bringing a church to build his name. And as Jesus' name is lifted up, he will draw broken and hurting people. He will restore marriages. He will restore lives. He will break the chains of addiction. God is up to something big. Stevens Creek, keep dreaming. There is still more. There's still more that God wants to do. I want to pray with you. There are some of you who the dream that you need to connect with right now is a simple dream that God had for you from the foundation of the earth. It's the dream that you would receive Jesus as Savior. There's some of you in the valley of decision. And I want to pray that you make the right choice to move forward. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have. Thank you for reminding us to keep dreaming, God.
reminding us that you have more than one dream for our life. Thank you, Lord, that you have made a way of escape out of every distraction. And God, I pray for the person who has never said yes to you, for the person who's walked away and need to recommit to you, let today be their day. And if that's you, I want you to pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, save me. Change me. Make me into the person that you want me to be. I give my life to you. I receive your salvation. And God, I pray for every person in this room. I pray that you would stir up the gifts inside of them, that you would prompt them to dream bigger dreams. God, that you would make it impossible for them to ignore the prompting of your spirit. We pray for a fresh wind, a fresh anointing to hit us, God, that, Lord Jesus, we would walk with boldness and confidence, knowing that God is with us, who can be against us, knowing that you go before us and make the path straight. God, I pray that your favor and goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives that we would rise up and do what you've called us to do and dream greater dreams and you will get the glory honor and praise in Jesus name and everybody who believes it says amen amen and amen thanks for listening if you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church please go to stevenscreekchurch.com and click the give button See you next time.